0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. So very happy to be with you today. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Welcome if you are watching live or if you're watching on demand. I know for me, most of the things that I watch now, I watch at my convenience, which is an amazingly good thing that has occurred in this world of live streaming, as well as, well, there's live streaming and then there's the on-demand aspect of streaming because we have gotten busy, busier, believe it or not. I definitely would say that I feel I've gotten busier. I don't know whether that's a good thing, but it's a true thing. I wonder for you, if you feel that over, I'm gonna say this past three years, and why I'm using that as a marker is because it is very close to the three-year mark when COVID shut us down, when the pandemic hit to the point where we were told to go home, to be inside and to just be together if you have somebody living in your house and otherwise not because we were unsafe. And so most of us outside of frontline workers, we went home and if we were fortunate enough to have work that we could do from home, we did it with so much energy and enthusiasm and like every ounce of energy that we had, we used for that purpose. I know I was one of those people because I was grateful that I could work. At the very moment that I was working and some other folks that I know, there were thousands of people who lost their jobs because they could not physically go wherever their job was because of the quarantine that had been put in place. And so there were thousands of people in the United States and all over the world who suddenly had no income. And so for those of us who did out of gratitude, out of fear, out of just an incredible drive to be able to do what we had the opportunity to do, we pushed. We pushed hard. And I remember for myself, one of the experiences that I had early on, and I wonder if this was true for you because using Zoom or StreamYard or any one of these um, platforms where you get to have the opportunity to do video, engaging others, I was using one of those all the time. We were being what we thought super efficient by organizing meeting after meeting after meeting. My assistant would get us started at whatever time, um, usually nine or 10, the meetings would start and they would go until six or seven. And we would have meetings on the hour and it would be like the nine o'clock meeting if it ended at 10, it was a 10 o'clock meeting. It was an 11 o'clock meeting. And very quickly we figured out, even though technology is amazing, it's virtually impossible for you to be on time for every meeting if they're ending and beginning at the same time. Did any of you have that as a challenge? I was like, are you serious? We're trying to be so efficient and the efficiency did not work. Even with technology, you still have to have a pause, a beat. And then we, we figured out we should, we should put some space, a little bit of space in between also because I realized I wasn't standing up. I wasn't going to the bathroom. I wasn't sometimes taking a moment to eat because if there was a meeting, I was going to be in that meeting and be efficient and do my work. I wonder if any of you had that experience. It was a very common kind of striking experience for me on a daily basis for a few months until I realized I'm worn out, I'm not efficient enough because I haven't moved, taken time, hardly taken time to drink water, nothing, just working. And so we agreed, my assistant and I, to pause, to look at the schedule more critically and put self-care further up on the list. What we had on the list prior was taking care of every project, every opportunity to do whatever we were um, given the honor to be able to do, but it didn't include us. It didn't include taking care of me, taking care of her, taking care of the people um, who were supporting us. And so in Mm -hmm. that pause, we realized we need to add space to breathe. Mm -hmm. Had space to stand up, to drink water, to use the restroom, to eat, to just walk around for a minute. What we did was to re-examine the whole schedule, build in, at the very least, 10 minutes in between meetings. So instead of a 9 to 10, we do a 9 to 9.50 so that we'd have 10 minutes. Whenever possible, we shrunk the meetings back so they could be half hours as opposed to hours. And then we actually put in time, not every day, but we put in time for a lunch break. We decided when we would actually end our day so that we weren't just working nonstop. This is all obvious, right? The things that I talk about on Dreamly Presents Inspiration typically are obvious, but obvious is different from actually doing it. Some of the most obvious things in life are things that we don't pay attention to, we don't give enough credibility to, we often don't listen to the people who are closest to us when they're pointing out things that we need to pay attention to. Sometimes we even look at them with disdain if they point out, oh, you're working too hard, oh, you work all the time, You know, whatever those things are that seem to be constant chorus in the back of your head because someone's saying it to you, maybe if you're hearing that, it's because you need to. Maybe if you're hearing it, it's because it's time to pause and reassess and determine how best or at least better to organize your time and live your life. So at this point right now, where we are at the, it it was March of 2020, when we were sent home, it was literally March 13th, and I know that because my birthday is March 14th, and I had this incredible event that I was supposed to do with my dear friend Elaine Welteroth at the Apollo. We were going to be in conversation at the Apollo. 1,500 people were scheduled to come. We were so excited to be having this conversation together in Harlem that I love so much. And we realized the closer the days we're getting to the 14th, we can't do this. We all figured it out together, the folks at the Apollo. Nobody wanted to say no. Nobody wanted to shut the door in this event. But ultimately, the city, the state, the country, everybody kind of figured out we've got to shut down. I will never forget that moment. Yes, it was my birthday, but also it was a special event that I was um, planning to participate in with my friend Elaine. Anyhow, that was March thirteenth, 2020. We are approaching that day, 2023. Where are you in your life, in your state of managing all of your responsibilities, priorities, to-do lists? Where are you if you are honest with yourself about how you manage your schedule? I know for me, part of the reason that I wanted us to talk about it today is that I could do a much better job. Right now, I'm kind of it's treading water in a deadline that is imminent working ferociously with my team on finishing this deadline at the best in the best possible way that we can and it's not the only deadline there are multiple deadlines that team members are working on and it's intense sometimes when it's intense like that it means you work on the weekend Sometimes it means you work extended hours. In my work, which is largely production, we often work extended hours. And it's kind of an understanding that you have if you work in this space that while most often you have a regular work day, sometimes you don't. And it, you have to be of that mindset in order to do this work. And I bet for plenty of you, the same could be true. You may have your regular work day, and sometimes, whether it's work or family or other personal reasons, you, your day is extended and you may be stretched. And so, what happens if you're stretched for too long? What happens if you're going, 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 and you don't take a pause? usually your body makes you pause. It slows you down. It it breaks down. You start feeling unwell and you have to, sometimes it's the brakes screeching on and you just simply have to stop. You know, there's a woman, one of my clients who I've been working with on telling her story, which is an incredible story. She's a woman who's worked in corporate America for a long time at a high level A lot of pressure and also a tremendous amount of success. She works in a field that actually helps people and she feels really great about helping people. And what she didn't realize is that she wasn't necessarily helping herself as she was helping others. And as she was on a journey of traveling all over the country and beyond, having appointments with clients, Sharing wisdom about her project, she did, she fell ill. She literally had a heart attack, was taken to the hospital, was considered no longer alive. And thank God she was revived. She had to have a heart transplant, and now she lives to tell her story. It's amazing. And as she reflects on her story, which is what she shared with me, she realizes she didn't pay attention to any of the warning signs. She didn't pay attention to the fact that if she pushed herself 12, 14 hours a day, was always on and off planes, was just constantly in go mode, that it would have wear and tear on her body. She's pretty fit. So she thought the fact that she was fit would be enough. Um, She she makes good food choices and other things, maybe not so good sleep choices, you know, some of the things that we don't pay attention to, but they're important for us to do. So this woman, someone, if you saw her, you would never imagine that she had a health concern, almost left this earth because she did not practice having balance in her life. She thought it was the right thing to do, to go, 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 to reach, 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 to always strive to do her best for her job. And for others, she was involved in charities. She was involved in her church. What she didn't do was to prioritize herself. If you tell yourself the truth, where do you fall? Where do you fall there? Are you someone who prioritizes yourself. In our culture, it's not usually true. In our culture, we often put everybody first before ourselves. And the reality is if you don't put yourself at the top of the list, you may not be here to have a list. And I don't say that to scare you or me. I think it's a wake-up call. When I met this woman, I was so impressed that now that she has been literally given a new lease on life. She's telling her story so that others can gain wisdom from her. And I think that that is incredibly generous, vulnerable, and valuable. Definitely valuable for others because she's talking about the absolute requirement that you strike a balance in your life. Otherwise, you won't have one. So I have a quote that is very simple. I look for lots of quotes on this topic and it's simple, but not necessarily easy to execute. Let me share the quote with you now. Live a life that is well-balanced. Don't do things in excess. It's from Daniel Smith, um, from a book called Banned Subconscious Mind Secrets. Live a life that is well-balanced. Don't do things in excess. Isn't it true that the simplest statements. The simplest thoughts can be the most difficult to execute. Live a life that is well balanced. Don't do things in excess. I just finished describing how I and so many other people during the pandemic worked to exhaustion. I just finished describing a woman who worked to exhaustion to the point where she literally had to have a heart transplant. This is not a TV, made-for-TV show. This is not one of those, you know, I love Chicago Med and some of those other medical programs on TV. This is not a TV show. This is real. This is someone I have hugged. This is a real person who is incredibly successful, but success is relative, and that's why I'm bringing it up because it's really, really, really hard to strike a balance when you're motivated and driven, and also when you feel like you have to do all these things. Otherwise, what's going to happen to you? How will you be able to take care of yourself? How will you be able to um, care for your family? How will you have enough resources? Because we live in such an expensive life, most of which is our doing. You know, I interviewed a friend of mine uh, recently who works at J.P. Morgan Chase, Raquel Odin, She's amazing. And she works in wealth management. And we were asking if she had some gems for us for how we can build wealth, no matter who you are, no matter what age or stage in life, how can you build wealth right now? And you want to know what she said? <laughs> it's one of the most obvious things. We know it, and yet do we do it. And it was, don't live above your means. Don't spend more than you have. In fact, spend less than you have. If you spend less than you have, then you're able to save. Hello? we Do we need a banker to tell us that? Isn't that obvious? It is obvious, but we live in a culture and a country that encourages living on credit, that encourages aspiration, beyond our bank accounts. I mean, the encouragement is incredible. You look at television and commercials. They're all about living an abundant life, reaching for something greater than whatever it is that you have. And in order to have that, you have to work for it in one way or another. And therein lies the challenge of finding balance. This is one of those things that is so simple and so incredibly difficult to execute because you're, it's almost like you're working against the signs and symbols and energy of the culture in which we live. If you turn on the television, you don't even have to do that. You go outside. If you live in a big city, you see adver- advertisements everywhere. I live in New York City. I don't usually ride through Times Square, but I have ridden through there recently. Oh my goodness. It's like Vegas, the giant billboards, the flashing lights, the seductive photographs of everything from orange juice and cashews to cars, fashion, travel, whatever you you can think of, name it. In that environment how do you strike a balance? So let me go back to the quote, live a life that is well-balanced. Don't do things in excess. Live a life that is well-balanced. Don't do things in excess. Do you realize that this is a giant challenge when all of these flashing lights are around us? So it means that you have to make a plan. You can't just say, i um, not gonna live in excess anymore. You have to make a plan, make commitments. So if you spend too much money, put on your list what you're not going to do. I talked to a friend recently who has worked in corporate America for a long time. She transitioned out of her long time job and is now doing board work. She's very disciplined. And she said to me that she made the decision at the beginning of this year, that she wasn't going to buy anything. No things, no clothing, no accessories, no jewelry, the things that she likes to buy because she has enough. And she wanted to practice discipline around that. And I said, good for you. And then she said, in order to honor that, she gave herself one or two carve outs Because the extremity of this uh, plan, she felt might be hard to fulfill. And she didn't want to set herself up for failure. So she gave herself two things that she could do, she could buy over the course of a whole year. And other than that, nothing. Now, this is the beginning of the year. So we'll see how she does. But she made that commitment because she realized that she had been an excessive shopper. Do you put yourself on that list? <laughs> Again, we live in a culture of abundance where people want more, and more, and more. Are you one of those people who spends more than you have? Like Raquel said, are you one of the people who feeds an obsession to have things? If you put it on your list, this is off limits. Then maybe you won't do it. Like people who have looked at the way that they eat and eliminate sugar or eliminate added salt or eliminate sweets you know not just sugar but you know snacks and and sweets and then they do it one day at a time for whatever period of time they've determined that they're going to do it this is one way by making a list and checking it off that you can have success in changing your habits Because that's what it's about. It's about changing your habits, first identifying what your habits are, and then determining which ones am I going to change when. Because typically, we have plenty of things that we can look at differently in order to strike a balance in our lives. If we're looking to put self first, or at least higher up on the list, what are the things that we don't do? that are important to do in order to be healthy. Ask yourself that, What, what, we'll put it in a positive way. What can you do more of that will promote better health for you? What are those things? So what many medical professionals suggest is getting more rest, going to sleep. For me, that's a tough one. I'm a night owl. And so when the day is done, I like turning on the TV and watching a mindless movie. I like writing. I often don't stop working. I start again at night. But I'm that girl who could stay up really late because it's comfortable for me. So just in the past week, I've been reminding myself, "Uh uh-uh, time to go to bed. Even this deadline that I'm living in right now I have reminded myself when it got really late, time to go to bed. Because if not, I won't be refreshed in the morning and won't be good for working on the project and completing it. Discipline around sleep is supposedly one of the things that can help you to live longer and to live healthier. Most of us do not have discipline around sleep. My husband's really good at sleep. He gets up early in the morning and he goes to bed not long after it gets dark almost every day. And it's really good for him. We have different sleep clocks, but I look at him and I see this is inspiring because it's a discipline that he has that I would do well to modify for myself. So sleep. And then what do you eat? What do you consume? What do you put in your body? Is it something that will nourish your body or is it something that's not so good for your body? And if you need to rebalance that, write down what you eat every day and pay attention to it and decide, oh, I could probably change in this area or that area. My watch now reminds me to drink water, literally. And because we are currently in transition season for the the, um, weather changing temperature and But in many places across the country, the air is really dry. So, yes, a humidifier can be helpful. Actually, I spoke to an allergist recently, Dr. Maitland, who suggested we should put a HEPA filter in our house to clean the air because that helps us to breathe better and just have healthier lungs. So put that on your list, the HEPA filter. But also simple, drink more water. That can help put balance inside of your body. These are so simple, the simplest of ideas. And I'm going to guess that if you're honest with yourself, you probably don't do all of them, or you probably don't do them all regularly. Okay, what's next on the list? Maybe should have been on the list higher up. Move your body. Exercise, move, stretch. Get your body moving. Be active. Remember how I mentioned one of the downsides, huge downsides of the pandemic is that thousands, possibly millions of us sat more than ever, looking at a screen just like this one. On the one hand, we could see each other, which was really nice because there was at least some semblance of human connection. On the other, if you are sitting eight, 10, 12 hours a day, literally, that's not good for your body. I think that the average weight gain during the pandemic was over 30 pounds per person. Obviously, not everyone, but many, many people gained a tremendous amount of weight because they did not move. They did not stand up. Please, people, stand up. Move your body every day, just a little bit. Listen to what your body is telling you because it makes such a huge difference for you to be able to take action for you. I want you to think about this idea of caring for you, self-love, self-care. And let's go back to our quote again with the idea of how can I love myself better. The quote says, Live a life that is well-balanced. Don't do things in excess. So as we depart today, I want you to identify for yourself, what would you say are the things that you do in excess? Too much of. Make a list for yourself. You don't have to tell me. Tell yourself, what are those things that you do right now that are excessive? And how might you modify? What can you take away today? What can you reduce today? What do you recognize is not valuable anymore? Even though it may be appealing, but maybe it's not worth it anymore today. Make that list, write it down, and then notice throughout the course of the day when when you feel the urge to do whatever that is, you can tell yourself, nope, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm reducing how often I do whatever that thing is. I'm not gonna bring those foods in my house that I really shouldn't eat. I'm gonna get a standing desk so that I can stand up more. I'm gonna change my calendar and add in time to move, time to go outside and breathe fresh air. I'm going to carve out time for just being still. What are the things that you do in excess and how can you balance them so that the opposite thing that you know is better for you, you put at the top of your list? And as many of you know, I believe in making lists, literally writing it down. If you write down what's important to you to do and what's important for you not to do, and you check it off every day, you will see progress. So this simple, simple focal point for today, live a life that is well-balanced. Don't do things in excess. If you pay attention to this every day this week, at the end of the week, look back and see, where did you make progress? Even if it's a simple thing, you choose one behavior that you wanna modify to, from excess to moderate. That instead of being excessive, you want to be moderate for whatever that thing is. And then watch how you do. And at the end of the week, evaluate how well did you do and what will you do next week and build on that so that over time, you're striving for better balance ends up being better balance. And a few examples just to help us as we are about to depart, go to bed earlier, turn the television off, drink water, stand up and move around, exercise, and also keep good company. Put yourself in relationship with people who are positive and uplifting that will bring you joy as you choose to strike more balance in your life. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you feel like you actually can make the choice to find better balance in your life, to engage it, to embrace it, and to make it happen. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.